0: You're listening to the Country Chat podcast with your host Dom. Subscribe, give a five star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat, and stay up to date. Hi there! You listen to the Country Chat podcast with me, Dom, I'm speaking to the absolutely fantastic Bailey Tomkinson. Hi, Bailey. Hi, all right. How are you? How are you doing? This we're here for you. How are you doing?
1: Uh-huh you Ivan. I'm doing well I've been the co-write today um, which was cool Um, and yeah got a long train back and it was very sunny so um, got to see a bit today which was nice Um, how about you what have you been up to today
0: I've been working I work in engineering so I build prosthetics in my day job so basically fake hands so, I had a couple of hands that I need to go out to America. Um, hope they were supposed to go today, but there were some issues. So, yeah, just standard day for me, really. Now, you mentioned that you went on a co write. Can I ask the you how I, I was on the train
1: today? The train, yeah, the train, which is uh,
0: What's... crazy
1: being in the pandemic and everything.
0: What's it like getting back on a train?
1: It's it is weird. I've been on a, a few trains recently because um, I've been doing quite a few co-writes. Um, obviously, you have to wear your mask and everyone's been very respectful with the seating and everything. Um, I found it all right, to be honest. Um, I was expecting it to be like a like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening again kind of moment. Like, I can't believe I'm back on a train. But it just <laughs> kind of felt normal. But um, I, I'm just looking forward to, you know, the day when we don't have to wear masks anymore.
0: I mean it's so horrible having to wear I mean I completely understand the you know the, necessi- the necessity to wear masks and yeah. how it prevents the spread of covid-19 you know people please keep wearing your masks until we're told not to and even then I probably still keep wearing mine No uh, yeah but yeah I mean I've not been on public transport I mean I haven't been on public transport for the past five years because I've been driving. Don't you drive or...?
1: No, well, I don't drive. I was going to actually learn to drive last year, but then when COVID happened um, and all the driving lessons were kind of postponed and everything, I just didn't get to. Um, it would be, you know, I, I would. it would be a lot handier if I could drive, Um I'm looking forward to learning to drive. Really, am I love playing GTA? Even though it's not going to be like GTA, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I love. I just love the idea of like being in the car and driving around and seeing
0: all these different places. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, you you could you could you could retrofit a car, I suppose, with a what is it? A PlayStation or Xbox?
1: Um, we have GTA on the PlayStation.
0: You could have a PlayStation controller. Now what do you how do you have did you get the PlayStation Five?
1: No, my boyfriend has it, but oh. um my well, my little brother really wants one, but they're just impossible to get hold of.
0: <laughs> I've got a PlayStation so, uh, four, but I I've always wanted the I want the five, but it's just too expensive and it's trying to get hold of one. Just
1: The graphics are amazing, absolutely amazing. Oh.
0: You stop it. You, you you give me reasons to want to buy one now, and I've got no money, so I can't buy one.
1: Oh. <laughs> Can always sell your PlayStation Four and then um, see if you could trade or something. Ooh. See
0: if there's. A... Ooh, not a bad idea.
1: Yeah.
0: Now I know you can't tell me much because there's gonna be some like confidentiality thing between artists. But when you say you've been on a co-write can I ask who with or is that top secret
1: car write or oh, co-write
0: co-write, Yorkshire. co-write.
1: So Sorry. I, yeah that's not it's not like top secret um so I have been co-writing with Luke Simpkins um and he is a musician he's a very talented musician um and and yeah he uh he's a really nice guy he's up in Devon
0: up in there, De- oh yeah, because you are down in Cornwall, so everything. I'm down in Cornwall. Everything is up for you.
1: Everything's up for me, yeah, no, definitely. Um, because then Ives is right at the bottom as well.
0: Now, when when I say I'm from Leeds and I live in York, do you think that's like miles and miles and miles away, like over yonder?
1: It's a long way away from here, <laughs> definitely. Um, to, to get to Yorkshire. probably about an i'd say seven eight hour drive so it's a very long drive it's about five hours to london five six hours five six hours to london drive
0: that is long
1: cornwall from st ives Ives. um yeah so i'd say it's about a seven eight hour drive it's probably similar it's probably quicker to fly to you from here
0: (laughs) yeah it probably is i mean Obviously, you've got the wait in the airport because there's usually, what, an hour um, when you've got to check in and all that.
1: Yeah, we've got Newquay Airport in Cornwall, which is it's a little airport, but it's really good because they fly to loads of different places. Um, I, sometimes I have to go to London, we'll fly to London.
0: Just you? Because <laughs> Flying it's quick, everywhere.
1: Well, it's quicker than like the train and also it works out not too different financially as well. So um, it's a good alternative to... To a long train ride, which is it's only an hour on the plane, which is crazy.
0: That's mental. That I mean it's an hour and a half from Leeds to London on a plane. So it's not too bad.
1: No, no, it's what's your nearest is there an airport in Leeds? Leeds Bradford. Oh, okay.
0: So yeah, it's 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 not too bad. I mean, there's loads in Yorkshire actually. There's Leeds Bradford, there's Humberside, there's Doncaster Sheffield. Yep.
1: Uh, Gosh, because my, my grandparents from Hull, I used to go to the Humber Bridge when I was little and skim rocks under the Humber Bridge.
0: Yeah, I mean, because there's so many um, parking places that picnic places and there's a like a farm shop on the Barton side of the Humber Bridge. So, I used to travel over the Humber Bridge all the time when I used to work in Grimsby. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, lo- I love driving over the bridge.
1: It's lovely. Now I when I went up to Plymouth, well past Plymouth today, um on the train, you've got the beautiful big like scenic um scenic route um where like all the boats in the harbour and the sun was coming in as well and it was just just beautiful.
0: So you've been doing co rides. Now mm-hmm. you've got silent suffering that came out in october
1: that was so the radio edit came out october the original came out in i want to say july so it was summertime like july august
0: see that's too long why are we waiting so long i was going to say the radio edit for in october was too long ago why are we waiting it's, so long it
1: just a while ago well i've been working on material and i've been working on my sounds and just you know the authenticity of my music and and everything just because I want to I want a sound my music to sound like me and I think that's something I've been working on and behind the scenes so then when I come back I'm going to come back you know stronger than ever um, I'm hopefully going to release an EP this year um, which is you know my new sound well, it's not I wouldn't say new sound it's still me but um, I guess it's something I've been working on a lot as well.
0: So when you say new sound, what kind of sound would you describe this new sound sounding like?
1: Sounding like, um, well, I wouldn't say it sounds like, I wouldn't like, you know, pin it down to a band or an artist. I definitely had influences from different people like Fleetwood Mac and the Cardigans, Bruce Springsteen, Carol King um they've been some of my major influences um with my new sound and just working on it and um I just want it to sound like me um and I think that it is important to have your own sound as an artist because the last thing you want is to be you know sounding like someone else I think it's important to have your own distinctive sound and um what's true to you.
0: No, I get that. I completely get that, and you know being an artist you know you, you, it's, it's about longevity, and if you're if you're more true to yourself and your own sound, then you've got more chance of just sticking it out and not making us wait so so long again in the future because you can't do this to us again no no no, no
1: no. <laughs> Now I've got some exciting release so I'm actually releasing a cover um, on the 7th of April with my friend Daisy Clark we've covered Betty by Taylor Swift from Folklore Um, and this is my first cover release Um, and so when that came about um, yeah when that came about um, I was just I think I was thinking about doing a cover and I quite like the idea of doing a song from folklore because you know, Taylor Swift is just absolutely ruling the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, and she's one of my biggest influences, you know, growing up. Um, and so I was thinking folklore and I was thinking, it'd be cool to maybe collab on someone with it. And I thought, Oh my God, Daisy loves Taylor Swift as well. So I messaged Daisy and I was like, shall we meet up and, you know, go over some folklore songs. Um, and she was like absolutely and um, we decided on betty um we both love the narrative of it and we worked on a load of harmonies and it just sounds magical so we've recorded that um it's very exciting uh, 7th of april it'll be on all major streaming sites so got something coming out soon and i'm really excited about that so when you're
0: when you're choosing a cover now obviously you mentioned how Taylor Swift is absolutely killing it which she is completely utterly killing it what what do you do in your own head like do you kind of go through your music playlist and say oh I'd like to do this I'd like to do this I'd like to do this and do a short list or is it like I definitely want to do this one this is what we're doing full stop
1: I think it's like I have an idea so like with folklore I kind of I want to do one from folklore um or evermore just kind of like because from that kind of era uh taylor swift era but she's got you know fearless coming out on the 9th so that's two days after we do betty as well so i thought oh perfect timing as well um and just in the whole you know taylor swift universe i just thought you know that's um it's really cool and to have you know someone that loves taylor swift like i do uh cover it with me and it to be it you know it We've got our, take, put our own spin on it as well. You know, it's not like a, um, it's not too close to the original. It sounds, obviously it sounds the same in a lot of ways, but we've just made our own as well.
0: We're
1: um, very excited.
0: So what kind of things have you done slightly differently? What can we Harmony. be excited for? Oh, you're doing harmonies.
1: Yeah, the harmonies. Daisy is amazing at working out harmonies, a lot better than I am. Um and so she's just naturally like when she's just amazing, she'll just um she's like got an absolutely angelic voice um anyway, but she when she does harmonies as well, I think her voices blend quite nicely together. Um and so yeah, we've got it's very emotive. Um I think with with the harmonies and stuff it brings a lot of emotion to the song as well. Um and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna give too much of it away though.
0: Yay! Oh, I can't wait. And you say that you're bringing your own stuff out soon. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a time frame in mind?
1: Um, I do have a time frame in mind. Um, it's obviously not, I don't know, I can't say exactly. Um, I've not got the exact dates. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going into the studio to record next week. Um, which I'm not going to, I'm not going to give anything away though. This is all going to be a secret. I'll I'll be posting on the day they like in the studio. Um, and for that's for a single and then, um, and then I'll be going in to, to do my EP this summer, just before summer, I'd say. I'm not, I'm not going to say any, I'm not going to give any too much away though, um, i'm very very excited it's something i've been working on for quite a while i've i've got a lot of songs that i want to pick i I can pick from i think that's just having that body of work that i can then narrow it down to an ep's worth um of my strongest for my selection um and yeah, got got quite a lot. That I'm really excited. About. I did a show um, at the Acorn Theatre in December. It's really cool. It sold out, which was awesome. Just before we went back into lockdown again, so um, we were very very lucky with the date of that. Yeah. Um, and we played quite a few of the new the new songs, um, some of my new songs, I'm not necessarily going to go on the EP, but some of my new songs at that show, um, which was really cool to be able to actually get to play them to people. so excited Oh, I'm glad you're excited
0: <laughs> how many how many tracks do you think will make the final EP
1: I'd imagine like maybe four or five probably like a similar amount to Hey Ace probably a similar amount to that Hey Ace was, was quite a while ago though. now that one um, I recorded that one when I was seventeen. 16, really, seventeen? Yeah, that was quite a while ago. I was in college. And I did that.
0: Okay, so let, let, let's. I'm going to slightly move away from new stuff, and I'm going to go to Hey Ace. Yeah. Now you say you recorded it in college, going towards college.
1: Yeah, I was in college when I did Hay Ace.
0: Was it part of like a course that you had to create a th- thing for or? Uh,
1: no, no, it was totally separate. Um, I think when I was at college, I did have a lot of time to write. And I absolutely loved college. I went to Truro College and... Their music department is fantastic and the teachers are amazing. Um, They encouraged me so much. And it would be like if I got my work done early, they'd let me just go into one of the music booths and just write. That's all I wanted to do was just write. Um, I probably played piano for about, I'd say, maybe two hours a day. Um, I was writing every day. I was writing probably a few, I was probably writing a song a day. Um, and yeah, so I was, I
0: went separately. When it comes to writing songs then, crying in a wedding dress. Where? Obviously, cause you, <clears throat> if you're 17 and you're writing songs like crying in a wedding dress, which I think is absolutely outstanding. Oh, thank you. <laughs> just just how what uh, how do i word this because i don't want to say cuz he's too young cuz obviously no one's too young to get married essentially but the whole ha- the whole feel to the song i mean how stripped back it is and how how it's layered and with the piano and the drum beat and uh, how 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 does a seventeen-year-old come up with such an emotive track?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know. I've watched a lot of films in my life, so I've probably, <laughs> probably like felt something through a character or something. Um, I think I just had this idea of so it was there's a song by Madonna um, called "Papa Don't Preach," mm-hmm. and it's about um so in that song um it's like her coming to a dad because something's gone wrong yeah um and I think that's kind of where my inspiration was kind of drawn from for that song I thought I think obviously I was about a wedding and it was kind of like I just I just kind of like the idea of um you know this character I envisioned to be Falling in love with this guy, had fallen in love with this guy that's no good for her, and to have a heartbroken. And I just thought, you know, I'd romanticise it and, you know, like make it very dramatic by having the whole crying in a wedding dress, like that whole imagery, because I think that's quite quite a statement, Um, you know. And um, and yeah, so I I I actually I wrote that one, and then I took it to um, a guy called Scott Fleming who um I worked on quite a few of my songs with and yeah. he's a fantastic songwriter and um he helped me shape it and he helped me with some of the lyrical ideas. Um and and yeah and I got crying in the wedding dress and it was it was one of my favourites. It sounds very different though to how I wrote it when I went into the studio. So I wrote it as like a ballad. Oh yeah. And when I went into the studio um I was the producer, Gareth Young. Um, he was like, I've got this really cool idea. And we tried it with like, um, like as a pop, like it, it, to me, it's quite like Katy Perry pop, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, like, um, the one that got away. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Like production. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is like a different take on it. But I was like, this is so exciting. And it's different from the other stuff I had on my EP as well. Um, and he did. He just did an absolutely phenomenal job um, with the production, and um, and yeah. So that's how I came up with crying in a wedding dress.
0: When it comes to going into the studio, then and somebody says, "Good song, but can we try it this way?" What what, what do you think? You know, what do you get frustrated, or is it like, "Oh, okay, then we'll we'll try it."
1: When, like, somewhat...
0: Sorry, can you repeat the question? So when you go into a studio... Yeah. And you've got your song, and you sing your song, and they're doing Mm. the producing, you know, they're doing the whole edit. When somebody says, oh, I want to try it in a slightly different way, what goes through your head? Do you, like, do you get frustrated, or...?
1: Well, when I was doing Hey Ace, um, it was my first, like, proper... Um, i had been in the studio to do little bits before, but it was my first proper recording experience. And I went in; I was so young, not really knowing how I wanted the production to sound. So I needed that input from someone else
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it's not something I thought about. I just I just went in, you know, with my songs, and um, and they just helped me bring them to life. And I think I de- I really needed that because. I needed those songs to have have that in them. Um, and I think as I've gotten older, I go in with more knowing what I want the songs to sound like. So I communicate it or I'll make a demo now. Or now I've got a band as well. The recording um, experience is very different. I'll go in with my band and we've rehearsed it and we know exactly what we want and the producer will try and get the best out of us. Um, so it's, it's different. And as I've gotten older, um, I've definitely... Um, I've, I've changed my my process, um, but yeah, it's it's always so exciting going to the studio and just having like a producer or an engineer's input on the song, um, and working with someone like Gareth. He is just a fantastic a fantastic musician. Um, so he always, you know, he always comes up with some amazing ideas. If you know he hears a section, he's like, oh, I think that will be, have a really great part you know there's a really great section for guitar there or something and um it's definitely a great to have that input from someone
0: yeah no i i I get that i really do i mean it's amazing what you've done so far and to say that you're still very very young in terms of career yeah no i'm
1: 21 currently uh, thank you. I'm. I'm quite young. I think I've been. I've been. Um, gosh, I've been writing since I was eleven. Ten been years. Playing guitar since I was nine. Um, which is mad. Um, and and yeah, it's just all I've ever done. Um, it's crazy. It's uh, it's all I've ever wanted to do. Uh, there's not really been another world outside of music for me
0: now Antonia is that sorry <clears throat> now Antonia
1: yes my middle name
0: <laughs> where does that come from
1: so um my parents just like the name Ah, okay uh yeah um so Bailey I was named after there's a show called party of five And there's a boy in it called Bailey and um, and my mum and dad loved the name for if I was a boy or a girl. And there was this um, this episode where his sister um, sits in one of his exams for him because he couldn't do it or something like that. I think she pretends to be him because it's a unisex name and he went, but you can't do it because I'm, because you're, you you know, you're a girl. And she went, well, actually Bailey's a girl's and a boy's name. So yes, I can. Yeah. And my dad went, oh, we like the name Bailey. We can use it for a boy or a girl. And when I was born, um, they liked Antonia as well, but they looked at me and they were just like, oh, she's a Bailey.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Oh, bless. I mean, Dom, I've no idea where... I think Dom was just because it, was a, it wasn't it was a common name back in the 90s. But then suddenly everybody was called Dom. Going on to... When you first started writing, let's go all the way back. Yep. What was it that triggered writing? What was it about songwriting?
1: I think for me um I knew I wanted to be in music I'd always written bits of poetry and my mum used to write poetry when I was little just for me and my sister and I think she did it a bit and it got put in uh, some newspapers and stuff when she was growing up but she just did it really for me and my sister when we were little she'd write write us little stories and um so I was always like my parents love books as well and I was always in a very creative environment yeah um I, you know my family love words and they love movies and they love reading and poems and it was just very creative and so I think from a young age I was writing poems I was writing in my diary and I think it got to when I was I think when I was 11 I, I wrote my first song I think it was when I knew I wanted to sing and wanted to be in music I thought well I'm not going to sing if I can't write because all my favorite singers are writers yeah and you know, I think there is, you know, a massive sense of credibility to that, um, and so yeah. So I started writing. I wrote my first song, which was very dramatic, and um, wasn't like it was from my diary. I I wrote a song about um, this imagined, like an imaginary guy, yeah, um, who I think I in like made up this imaginary boyfriend who like died in a car crash. Oh. That was my first song. That was my first song. I played it in a in a theatre to a to like a load of people and I was a little eleven year old girl with her guitar, twelve I think I was twelve at the time and I sang it, singing about my boyfriend that died in a car crash. And it was just, you know, for in a twelve year old girl it's um very unusual topic to be writing and singing about. Um but I think it's I was, very, I was very creative and I think it was, I'd definitely seen a lot of films and I'd, and, and yes, so that was my first song. And then I wrote a song about Nashville. <laughs> um, and, and yes, so um, so they were my first couple songs and I just started writing about everything, I think, when I was in school. Um, if I liked a guy, I wouldn't really have the gut to go and tell him. I would write a song about it and then play it in assembly and hope he picked up on it. (laughs) Did it work? Um, I don't know if I wouldn't necessarily say worked. I'd say (laughs) I think they knew, but I wasn't, I wasn't super direct. Um,
0: (laughs) Super direct.
1: Yeah, no, I think they knew, they knew because I'd spoken to them, about it afterwards and they they did know but they and when you're at that like school age you know it can be really nerve-wracking to tell the person that you like that you like them and so i don't think they ever commented on it back and i never really went and directly told them and um, so it was a little bit of a mystery but i think that was my uh my way of expressing myself definitely
0: i just had this image of you standing on a stage spotlight on you and then just suddenly spotlight flickers to the guy that you like and it's like just singing, I love you and just <laughs> being completely blatant, embar- not embarrassing, but just just to embarrass him. Oh uh,
1: it's I always say I had braces. I was like I remember all the kid, the kids in the class used to call me Baylor Swift. Because I had like really
0: blonde
1: I had blonde hair and it was quite curly and um and I sing about, you know, all my songs about my feelings and stuff. And the kids uh, in my music class called up and call me Baylor Swift, which kind of stuck.
0: <laughs> well, it's very fitting. I mean, considering what you've been compared to.
1: Yeah. No, it's um, I've been compared quite a lot, I think. But, you know, I take it as a massive compliment. She's someone I've always really looked up to.
0: Now, movie scene. I've I've got I've got to bring up movies in because it's blown up.
1: Got yeah, it's got quite a few streams. It's um
0: hundreds of thousands of streams.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh gosh. Is it hundred and eighty thousand I think? Hundred and
0: eighty six at the moment.
1: Hundred and eighty
0: six thousand, wow. Just what 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 happened to make movie scene blow?
1: Um, I think that one, um, I know it went on very nearly Nashville on the playlist on Spotify, which definitely helped um, its visibility. Um, One of their editorial playlists. Um, That one, when I was writing that one, um, I liked this idea of having like a 80s beat to it.
0: Mhm.
1: Um and to have that kind of energy but also to have the narrative of like a tra- you know a traditional country song. And so um so yeah I was kind of thinking about like there's an artist I absolutely love called Courtney J and she's she's quite country but she's very like Hawaiian pop sounding. And um I really love that Hawaiian tinge that she has to her music and then I also thought Springsteen, I love Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark, that 80s snare, and I was like, how could I combine these worlds and make my own little world, and then I did a movie scene, I made a demo of it before I went into the studio, because I knew what I wanted, and I went in, and um, I did that one with Gareth at Cube, um, and he just brought it to life, and it, 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 I just absolutely loved it, I just, when I heard it, I was just like, this is, this is it, this is what I wanted. And that feeling, that like, that, you know, your gut feeling, I just, I was so excited about it because I was like, this is exactly how I wanted it to sound. Um, and and yeah, I, um, I wrote that one about a New Year's fling that I had um, years ago um, and how the evening to me was like a movie scene.
0: A New Year's fling. A New Year's fling. <laughs> You do like your little crushes and your flings, don't you?
1: Oh <laughs> I think I've always had a very romantic idea of life.
0: <laughs> you have not just
1: seen when Harry and Sally one too many times.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh as long as there's no um cafe scenes. Just
1: Oh no. Oh, it makes me cry so much that film though. There's a you know the bit at the end um uh, where she's like um, but I hate you, Harry. I really hate you. I just cry so much, and it's the the the. Um, and he's running through New York, and it's the. It had to be you, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, is playing. Oh, I love New York so much as well. I just I I watch that film quite continuously. I absolutely love it. I can't haven't get enough of it.
0: Now, when you go to Spotify, mm-hmm. you can particularly the web browser page on a laptop. You can click on like the about and you can read all about your bio. Now just having a quick little flick through this because I don't like to go through bios because it can be very this, this, this and this. So a couple of things that have stood out. Now one thing that isn't on there is your love for Bruce Springsteen because you've mentioned him quite a few times so far,
1: you love Bruce Springsteen
0: <laughs> what is it about Bruce Springsteen? I know you said the eighties snare, but
1: the saxophone and the his lyrics I think Springsteen's just a fantastic writer as well, and you know, as I've said uh, you know earlier that something I really value about music is the narrative is the story, yeah Bruce Springsteen to me um I think. I'm trying to think, The first time I heard his song, one of his songs, was Hungry Heart. And it was in a film. And I remember just, I think I was like, I was listening out for the lyrics. And we round it and I listened to the lyrics. And I like Googled what the lyrics were and just find the song. And then I started listening to him. I absolutely love him. And then I went to my parents and I was like, oh, I found this guy called Bruce Springsteen. I love him. And mum and dad were like, Bruce Springsteen, yeah, kid, you know, he's great. And... <laughs> 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 and so I just absolutely loved it and um, Born in the USA that album is amazing Bobby Jean you've got Dancing in the Dark is just one of my favourite songs ever and he's just an awesome musician as well he's such an interesting guy and he just comes across really down to earth like a really really nice guy and he's got that whole New York vibe about him and um, I just love that kind of that energy I think he's just awesome
0: Now you you mentioned how you heard him um, through a film. When when was mm. this? When when did you discover Bruce, the boss?
1: I think it must have been I must have been maybe about you know what, eighteen. So quite late in the game for me.
0: It's not a bad thing. I mean the main thing is you found him.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the main it. thing. You know, it- Gold,
0: the gold at the end of the rainbow um but yeah it's yeah i i've i've been brought up with Bruce Springsteen from being a kid because my mum is a massive fan and yeah i just remember hearing american shots american skin 49 uh, 41 shots and just thinking wow this is really emotional and i've seen him in coventry um he came oh, over to the uk i think in 2013
1: 2014 yeah he, he did london as well because i've seen a, i know a friend who's seen him in london as well and said he was amazing
0: you really need to you really need to get to see him
1: i want to desperately one of my dreams in life is to um if i could support anyone in the world if i had to pick three people bruce springsteen um Carol King and Billy Joel. That would be my dream. My absolute dream. Not Taylor. I'd love to support Taylor though. That's that's the thing as well, but she'd like to be the fourth, I think, as well. Like if I had to pick four. But I think I love Taylor, but Bruce is like Bruce inspires, you know, Taylor. He's just an absolute hero. Do you know what I mean? He's just
0: Obviously, you got Taylor Swift uh, as your fourth choice for, like, an opening act.
1: I don't like to think of it like she's not number four. Like, I wouldn't put them in order of who I wanted most. (laughs) It's very, it's very equal. Like, I quite happily support any of them in, like, a dream situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they all say, you know, after the fact. It's like, oh, yeah, you're not fourth, by the way. You're not my fourth favourite child. You're not my fourth favourite pet.
1: I could I couldn't like I couldn't imagine meeting her. Like she's just been one of my idols for just forever and it would just be so surreal. Um It'd be absolutely mad to meet her. I'd absolutely love to though. Um I'd love to be in her girl squad. Really bad.
0: So how did Katie Tunstall come about?
1: Katie Tunstall. So yeah, so I got booked for Tunes on the Sands uh in Devon, which is a festival, and um, I was supporting her on the day. Not the main support, but I was on the support lineup for Katie Tunstall, and she's a lovely, lovely person.
0: Um, oh, did you get to meet her I, as well?
1: Well, I didn't get to meet her in person, this is the thing. So I had to leave early because I had something really early the next day, and I had to drive all the way back to Cornwall, so I couldn't stay for the the rest of the show. And I kind of made friends with the bodyguard, so I just love talking to people <laughs> and um, and I, I said to him I said are you going to be working tonight when Katie's playing and he's like yeah, yeah I will be and I said well can I write a message can I write a note and you can give it can you give it to her for me and I was like, but can you promise me you'll give her it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, po- promise, I promise. And I wrote a oh, note just basically saying, hey, Katie, um, I was playing earlier today. I absolutely love your music. Um, oh, so it, what, I'm trying to think the song I referenced, Other Side of the World, you know, the, you're the other side of the world to me. Um, and ugh, let me I just double check which one it was. There was one that I absolutely loved growing up. Um, Katie Tunstall it's yeah other side of the world and I wrote that down on the paper I said I love this song growing up I love this song and um and I'm gutted I couldn't meet you but hopefully our paths cross again someday and um we get to meet in person um and I put my my name and I put my Instagram said if you get this note here's my Instagram if you want to send me a message <laughs> and she did she, she did. Um, she, she put a picture on her Instagram story of the note and put, thank you so much at basings Thirteen, like a little heart and a picture of her with it. And she messaged me like just, you know, saying hi and just being so lovely. And, uh, she liked some of my pictures on Instagram that I tagged her in as well about the posters and stuff. And she's just, she's just such a, she just comes across so lovely. Um, and she's another one of those musicians that's just uber talented. Um, this i've seen some sessions of it on youtube like doing um i think i can't remember who it was it was um it was one of hauler notes it was one of them did like a session i think it was and
0: she yeah.
1: played alongside and one of the sessions and she was just awesome um so it was just really cool to have that opportunity um to support you know someone like katie tonstall
0: out of all the gigs you've done so far from day dot, what's been the most memorable, memorable thing that you've ever done?
1: I think I've had, I've played some absolutely amazing gigs and I've been very, very fortunate. Um, done some awesome ones like when we did the O2 Academy and, um, you know, the Acorn Theater and, um, some of the festivals I've done. Um, I think for me, one that's very important to me is when I did the EP, when I did Hey A C P when I was seventeen, I um I did an EP launch at just like one of the local venues in town, um in St Ives and at the Queens, which is somewhere I did a lot of open mics growing up and um I knew the people there and it's just somewhere I was very familiar with and I thought I want to be able to do the EP launch somewhere that I love so I picked the Queens and I had um so there's a guy called Charlie who um used to do a lot of the, he did open mics at the Queens and he's an older guy he's about I think he's in his 70s um but he taught me a lot about my music yeah uh, he told me a lot about my music and he, he was in a band called the Amigos and him and he um, has got Paul and um, Liam's in the band and, um, and yeah, they're just, it's just, an, there's such amazing musicianship in that band, but they've all got the fant- most fantastic taste. It's all like the, all of the Eagles and little the Beatles and Carol and, and so yeah, Charlie, um, cause I was going to these open mics and I was very young Charlie taught me a lot about music, and he'd come round to the house and teach me to play different Eagles songs growing up. And so, um, when I did when I did uh, the EP launch, him and um, the drummer from the Amigos they came and uh, backed me as the band um, in the Queens, and the place was rammed. It was people were like squeezing to get in and it was just a surreal experience I just didn't expect that kind of turnout and um I just all my friends were there all the community like half of St Ives had gone to come <laughs> and support me at my AP launch and it was just such a memorable night I just remember everyone being crammed in such you know what I thought was quite a big room turned out to be a tiny room yeah and yes. just everyone's support and um two of my friends supported and one of my other friends supported as well separately and um i got i played all the songs and everyone was just so wonderful and that was very important to me because that was i guess in a way my first like headline kind of thing my first like my my kind of show yeah uh, and just to have that local support was just amazing absolutely amazing
0: what is what was it like then how did your friends react to seeing you on stage and you know debuting hey ace and just debuting um, yourself as a singer
1: well I, I've been singing on stage since I was about nine so I, they've seen me before
0: mm-hmm.
1: on stage and uh, they're not seen me do, do my own show though like that they've yeah. seen me like I've done I've I done like two hour like gigs in like pub and pretty much anywhere that would have me I'd just perform <laughs> where I could when I could I just wanted to perform and get that experience and um, but this was like my pr- first proper show and they were so excited bless them yeah. um, it was just absolutely mental in there it was it was rammed and um, they were so supportive but all of them knew the, the words already to hey ace they we're all singing hey ace um, and I wrote it about one of my uh, my friends so uh, when I was about sixteen, I had a crush on one of my best friends, um, and <laughs> and he had a girlfriend. And oh. it the song, was, the song was basically the song was basically you know it was all great until she came and around you know which I made up her name. Her name isn't wasn't Hannah, but um, his ex girlfriend and I. Uh, I I wrote that song about him, and obviously over time I told him I was like oh yeah that one you know and he was like I did think that because I used to call him ace um when I was younger like like Gilmore Girls they they did that in that I think I must have picked it up from there (laughs) and he knew that and so um so when I played that song he always used to sing along with me and he just loved it and so that was really funny and all my friends knew when they were all nudging him and everything and um and that was just really funny yeah um But no, that's, God, so long ago now, years and years ago, Um, but it was just such a fun night.
0: That's what it's about. That is what, it's about having those memorable experiences where you're, you're the headline. You know, I mean, just, I love it. I genuinely, I I just can't wait for new stuff. I really can't.
1: Oh, thank you. Hopefully, I come and do like if I'm doing like a tour or something. I hopefully I'll come up your way and we can meet in person.
0: You better. We need to. We need to do one of these chats live in person.
1: Oh <gasps> yeah, that's exciting.
0: Now, obviously, I'm inland, and you can be found surfing the waves of Porthmeor Beach in Saint Ives. Hmm. Surfing. I
1: do, I do loves to surf yes I do love to surf I'm no John John Florence um I I do it because I love it not because I'm like world class or anything nowhere near I can't do any of the cool board tricks or anything um but I do love to surf I love the surfing community St. Ice has you know a really strong surf community and they're all just so all the surfers are just so lovely and it's literally one of my favourite things in the world is when it's sunset in summer and you go into the sea and all the local surfers are in the sea sat together and it's like 50 surfers and everyone's just together chatting to each other like, well, son, you are right," And everything, having to chat on your board and the sun's going down and it's just the best, it's the best. It really, really is. I'm very, very lucky um, that I have that on my doorstep.
0: Can you remember what I said to you an hour and three minutes ago when we first started talking?
1: Now and three minutes ago. Gosh, we both like talking, don't we? It's gone very fast. Um,
0: Can you remember what I said?
1: Now and three minutes ago? No. To be very honest, I cannot remember.
0: Just shows how much you pay attention. Um, well. <laughs> so, yeah, when when we first started talking in our pre-show chat, mm-hmm. we... you you I said that you look like you've just come from surfing like you like from australia and you've got your your t-shirt and your your yeah. blondish like almost like sun uh, sun-kissed hair and i didn't even i didn't even know you was a surfer till i read the bio on spotify just then just
1: oh.
0: you've got that just that chilled out cool looking vibe about you oh.
1: Thank you very much. Um, the surfer kind of look is, I guess, is my style. I love you know Billabong and Rip Curl and um, RVCA and um, all these cool surf brands. And I think they definitely like shaped me. And I guess my music in a in a sense. And I think you know that's part. That's another part of me that I want to try and get across in my new music. Just the style, little like kind of surfy kind of sound as well. Yeah. And just a sound like me. And um, I do take a lot of inspiration um fashion like fashion inspiration from that surf kind of look
0: um yeah now you were raised in milan brussels and the uk yes so go into detail so was it from like certain <laughs> ages that you were raised in milan brussels and the uk or was it like you moved here and then you moved over there for a bit and then you moved back and then you moved to here and then moved there and moved how, how did it? How did it all pan out?
1: So well, I was born in Derbyshire, and I lived there for three years, and then I moved to Milan, and that was with my dad's job, and we moved uh, to Monza, which was very lovely, uh, very very different to the UK, as you'd imagine. Um, the food was insane, <laughs> uh, very sunny, really? and hey. I remember. I remember, um, I just remember just getting so hot in summer that I had to have to just take my shoes off. I just, I just was too, I just overheat and um, I lived, uh, yeah, we lived in Monza and then I remember, I was so young, but I remember quite a lot about that and I just, it was just being magical and I was just, you know, just that whole, I just remember the, the smell of the mosquito spray. I loved that. <laughs> like limoncello and mis- like limoncello like that like lemony scent and then mosquito spray because we used so much mosquito spray because outside our apartment with so many mozzies and we had to spray our- ourselves before we went outside the apartment because we had like um like the path to the apartment had loads of bushes and the mosquitoes just absolutely were just all in the bushes and so we just put so much mosquito spray on just so we didn't get bitten Um, but it was very, it was a very cool experience, um, living in Italy. And then we moved back to Derby when I was not too long. We were only in Italy for about two years. So I was like four or five just before I started primary school and, um, I was in Derby until I was 11 and then we moved to Brussels, um, and I was in Brussels for four years, um, which was really cool. We lived in a village called uh, Dawsberg,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and culture over there again very different to the UK, um, but very very cool and very very grateful I had those experiences, um, and that was with my dad's job, as well, um, and and yeah, I had some amazing experiences living in Brussels. There's lots going on. There's, it's such a fantastic city, and again, fantastic food, really fantastic food oh i love that food um i take it you like food i love food i love food i'm such a foodie and as i've gotten older i've my my palate has broadened what's your favorite food that's just such a hard question well this is is death row meal this is a death like this is a rubbish answer but potato waffles are my favorite
0: like, um, like which, the like the 90s school kids potato waffles like smiley faces like similar yeah. to the smiley faces but in the waffles
1: yeah But no i do love so i love thai food i love like chicken pad thai and i love um i look I'm a, I'm a big chicken dish person i do like chicken um to be honest i like everything i love like Fish and chips. Like, in St. Ives, you've got lots of really great fish restaurants. So there's one called The Mermaid. And I had, I think it was, like, squid with halloumi and chorizo on, like, a a rod. And that was amazing.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: It was. I love, like, squid and um, and cod and... um,
0: Have you ever had snails?
1: Snails? No. I've had, like... um, What's it? Not snails. Um, What are they called when they're like in the little, like the little shells?
0: Mussels.
1: Mussels. Yeah, I've had mussels, which are are very different to snails. But when you say snails, I just automatically thought of mussels.
0: (laughs) Or oysters.
1: Oysters, yeah, I've had oysters. I had some really good oysters in um, Spain once. And it was, it had like garlic and veg in it. And it was just amazing, absolutely amazing.
0: I've never had oysters. You not? I've had mussels, but I've never had oysters. I think I've always been a bit concerned.
1: Actually, I might be thinking about mussels. I don't know if I've had oysters. Now I'm thinking about it, I get them a bit confused.
0: I think mus- uh, I think oysters have the really big shells, and you go. Oh,
1: f- yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've had. I don't know if I've had oysters actually. Um, I love mussels, but I don't know if I've had oysters.
0: That's what we need to do. When you go yeah. on a when you go on a tour around the UK, and you come up north, we need to find somewhere that does oysters, and everyone's going to do oysters together at the gig. And then yeah, we can, <laughs> we can all get ill together.
1: I can get like a um, a takeaway oyster box. Just that me like on the stage throw the oysters into the crowd like one for you one for you
0: get a slingshot and then just take it out of the shell and then go (laughs) 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 open wide (laughs) Jaffa Cakes
1: what about Jaffa Cakes I do like Jaffa Cakes Jaffa Cakes jealous I've had some mini chocolate eggs tonight
0: Jaffa Cakes
1: which ones are those? Strawberry. Are you, I'm taking it you're a big Jaffa cake fan. Ooh, they sound nice. Orange and cranberry.
0: And the plain ones. Cherry ones. For those listening they, right now, I'm just going through my Jaffa Cake collection with Belly.
1: May, may your go to snack then Jaffa Cakes. Are they like your your favourite?
0: I like Jaffa Cakes.
1: I like Jaffa cakes. I think my like my favourite chocolate is chocolate orange.
0: Mm, yeah, Terry's.
1: Yeah, I love Terry's. I like to be honest, any chocolate orange, but Terry's is the bomb. Oh, you need
0: drunk. to go, you need to go to my Instagram and you need to scroll down to September last year, and I have a Jaffa cake cake.
1: What?
0: <clears throat> so it was. Oh, that's good. You know when you make? You know when you go to like a supermarket, and oh, my microphone's just fallen. I've just. Shouldn't mess about with the microphone. So, you know when you go to a supermarket and you can buy, like, cake mixes? Yeah. Well, you can get muffin mixes. And if you put all the muffin mixes all together, you can make, like, a cake mix, but in, like, a muffin style, so it's a little bit more Uh area. And if you get um, orange marmalade, like Jaffa orange marmalade, and then Jaffa orange chocolate spread... And then do another layer of the cake, and then coat it all in chocolate orange, like chocolate spread, and then stick jaffa cakes on it. It makes a really, really nice cake.
1: Oh, that sounds great. I'm quite useless with cooking and baking. I'm not going to lie. I wish I was really good at it. I've, I kind of, I'm a kind of like a pasta pesto kind, <laughs> of, of, that kind of.
0: The <laughs> ravioli, like the ravioli type things that are pretty much pre cooked, but you just got to put a bit of boiling water and it's done.
1: I quite like cooking from scratch because I like to, you know, know what's going in my meal. Um, and so I, I do cook a fair bit. Like, I, I like my rice dishes and noodles. And I think I'm definitely more of a, like, a pan kind of cooker than I am an oven cooker. I think most of my stuff is rice or noodle. Or I like salads. Um, I like uh, paella. Paella? Paella. paella. paella or Paella.
0: It's paella if you're being Spanish. Paella. It's paella if you're being English.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, I like that. I like, <laughs> I, like that. Um, I like that. I don't know which one to say now. I, I, I kind of dip in and out, I say paella because I thought it's paella, but then someone told me that it was paella. And so that kind of just, you know, changed my world a bit.
0: Yeah. It. it if you used to go to Spain, you would say paella. Ah, uh, okay. Naturally. Oh, I love a good pie. Like with a oh, bayella. With um like a proper seafood one. Or just a mixed one with like chicken and pork and seafood and just everything just chucked in yeah. in a big pan and then it's all for me and then M and s are a really good one of those. Like a
1: really
0: good one. You see I'm poor. I'm 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 from I'm from north. We're all poor up here. No. We don't have like surfing boards and leisure leisure time. We're all it's, you know. We're paella, all down in the culpit.
1: I buy when I get the paella from Emanet. It's I think it's about six pounds.
0: Six pounds
1: for a meal. That's all right.
0: I think my tea last night was. It must have come to about one pound fifty a head. <laughs> what did you have last night? Uh, I did homemade like pasties. Oh, yum! So, pasties. It, you see, I like steak and kidney.
1: Like Cornish pasties.
0: Similar to Cornish pasties, just not Cornish past. I can't call them Cornish pasties because it's got to be, it's not done with mints and it's not done with certain type of potato and it's got to be chopped in a certain way because I know how finicky you can be.
1: Have you ever had a Cornish pasty?
0: I love Cornish pasties. I mean, do you know
1: my? I'm, I'm terrible. Do you know what my favorite favorite Cornish pasty is? What? Chicken. Really? Yeah, but like that's like I, I don't know. I feel like that's not like a proper Cornish pasty.
0: Well, proper Cornish pasties aren't they usually um, peppered mints or peppered meat?
1: Mi- I don't eat beef just because it's just out of choice. I just don't eat beef.
0: Okay. What it's is it?
1: Th- well, I kind of like. I I would love to go full veggie, um, but I eat quite a lot of chicken, and I think I find it really hard to give up chicken. So I thought, you know what, I'll give up.
0: What about on uh, pigs?
1: Well, I I don't eat much pork. I eat pork maybe once, once a week, once every other week.
0: Bacon sandwich.
1: Um, yeah, like a, if I had a bacon sandwich or a, a sausage sandwich, that's like once a once every two weeks, like very rarely, but. Um, I eat quite a lot of chicken, so uh-huh. um, I don't eat beef just because I kind of wanted to give up an animal. And I figured I didn't eat much beef, um, but also I did see a really cute video of a cow hugging a little boy, and I was like, "God, I can't eat that."
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. I yeah, know they what are you quite
1: mean. cute. They're, really, they're quite intelligent animals as well, cows.
0: So you don't eat beef, like when you go. Do you like McDonald's?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: What's your favourite McDonald's?
1: Barbecue chicken and bacon wrap.
0: Ooh. That's Ooh. My go-to.
1: The crispy one. Ooh, that's good. That's my favourite. That my meal is that with some fries and a coke.
0: Ooh, that's good.
1: And if I'm treating myself make flurry as well.
0: Oh, what Flurry? I
1: like the Oreo one when they have it.
0: Ooh, i'm not a big fan of oreos to be honest see you've just gone down in my expectations you've gone down in my opinions
1: i like the oreo ones because they're like i don't know they're just i
0: don't know i just love oreos i like the um cream egg ones and i also like the i forgot
1: about that i love the cream egg ones
0: as well i also like Like, the uh, caramel ones oh caramac ones the caramac ones are amazing I haven't had one of those. You haven't had a Caramac one? Do you know what Caramac is? No. Oh, you need to go to your local corner shop and you need to go get a Caramac.
1: Well, is
0: it
1: like a Kit Kat or like... No. Yorkie
0: or something? No. No? No. Oh, okay. It's like... it's, It's like a cross between... Imagine, imagine a Milky Way, uh, a Milky Bar, and it's really, it's, it's a bit flatter, and it's not white chocolate, but it's like caramel-flavoured chocolate. Okay. We basically grew up on them in the 90s. Sounds good. I like chocolate a
1: lot, so <laughs> I think I'll
0: probably like it. I love that response. I like chocolate. I do like
1: chocolate.
0: So to round off, there's two questions I need to ask. Yeah. Now obviously we introduced the Jaffa cakes.
1: Okay. Cake or biscuit. Make a biscuit.
0: Cake or biscuit. Oh
1: cake or biscuit. Oh, um I think it's different I like cake in small quantities but biscuits in like more frequently like I like to have a cake like I I look forward to cake more than biscuits but biscuits are more I guess something I can eat more of so I, I guess I'm gonna say biscuits
0: okay so what's your favorite biscuit
1: I really like bourbon's
0: not a bad choice, great choice.
1: No. i really like Bourbons because you can pick them apart as well and like eat the icing inside it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, now, what's your thoughts on pineapple on pizza?
1: I quite like it. It's not my go-to at all, but if someone if I'm at someone's house and they've got pineapple and pizza, I'll quite happily eat it. You don't really taste it. It's, I feel like it's a bit like eating a mushroom on pizza. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can feel the texture, but it doesn't really taste of anything when you're eating it.
0: Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I can get that. I mean, it's it just you can taste a bit of sweet. You don't taste like pineapple as a pineapple. It adds that sweetness to whatever you've got on with it. I mean, I usually have like a um, sweet chili chicken with pineapple and sweet corn.
1: Oh, sounds nice. I'm I quite like um I had the other night a char grill, veg and pesto.
0: Oh, Look I'm at you like transforming into your vegetarian self.
1: You know what? I do really like vegetarian food. I could I think I could be vegetarian. I think it's just chicken. That's I. But then again, I do like like Belinda McCartney burgers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which are we'll all meat free. And I think I could do it, but I think it would be commitment just not eating chicken.
0: See, when it comes to Linda McCartney um, foods, I don't like the rosemary sausages, but I love the chorizo, uh, chorizo ones, chorizo.
1: I like the rosemary ones. I like my favourite is the mozzarella burgers though.
0: Mozzarella burgers are amazing.
1: They are really, really good. <sighs>
0: I want a burger now. <laughs> oh, so we've got new music coming up on the seventh of April, which we're looking forward to. That is your cover. of Betty. Mine and,
1: mine and Daisy Clark's cover of Betty,
0: yeah. And later on in the year, you won't give us an exact time or date yet because you've been so mean. We've got an EP coming soon <laughs> and new music. I
1: do. And new music I do and I can't wait to share it I'm honestly it's it's a very hard secret to keep very hard some you know to keep my mouth sealed about it but I am buzzing I'm really really ecstatic
0: about it can you give us like one little thing about it like
1: a little thing um it's gonna be a real sound it's gonna sound very real um and quite rocky
0: Ooh, a rocky. Quite rocky, yeah. Excited. Excited. (laughs) Going on to the Bruce Springs thing kind of rockiness or?
1: Well, I think different to to Bruce, um, but I've been inspired by quite a lot of rock music like Blondie and Guns N' Roses and... Aerosmith and that's a lot of the music I love and I just want to make music that I really really love and so I want to incorporate as you know much of the kind of stuff I like even if it's you know blending different genres together then that's what I'm going to be doing.
0: Where can we find you on social media?
1: I am on all social media so like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook if you type in Bailey Tomkinson uh, you'll find me uh, quite luckily, there's I think there's only like one or two other people in the world called Bailey Tomkinson that I know of. So I'm quite easy to find. Um, I'm also on all major streaming sites like Spotify, iTunes, um, everything like that, YouTube, you name it. Just If you put my name into Google, I hope you know you should get a load of links and stuff on my website. So um, I'm quite easy to find. Yeah.
0: Always great for those hackers, eh? No. <laughs> thank you thank you thank you for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure
1: thanks for having me had a lovely chat
0: what have you got planned for the rest of your day
1: i'm gonna have some some dinner now
0: oh you having for dinner
1: chicken pie
0: Ooh. now 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 oh now now when you're is it homemade chicken pie or is it one that you've bought
1: it's my boyfriend's nan's made it
0: Now, when she's cooking... Oh, that's so sweet. Oh! oh, oh. She
1: dropped it. Dropped it round. Mm. Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm very, very excited for it.
0: When she cooks a pie, does she... Which way does she do it? Does she do it with, like, a bowl and then, like, a top, a crust? Or does she Um, actually do a full-encased pie? Oh,
1: She does, like, a full-encased one. I don't really know how she does it. She's a way better cook than I am um but it tastes absolutely amazing and I'm really excited about it
0: that's so sweet that is oh I'm so jealous now as well
1: oh you gotta make one you can have one tomorrow night
0: I've, I've already used my pastry
1: oh I'll make one next time I have pastry
0: now what's your favorite type of pastry short crust or puff
1: I don't know I'm not too sure uh
0: I don't know that's a hard one. Both. <laughs> that's cheating. <Aww. laughs> okay. I'll let you get off to your your pie and just I'm so jealous. That's so sweet. Oh, <laughs> oh I, want, I really want chicken pie now. You've you've that's in my head. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I like. I, I've got jaffa cakes here. I'm fine. No. Thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's been great to great to chat. And I can't wait to catch up again. Hopefully soon. Given yeah, definitely. Lockdowns.
1: Hopefully, hopefully soon in person as well.
0: In person, you need to make sure you get up here, and I'll, I definitely need to get down south. There's so much going on down south. There is.
1: Thank you very much for you know taking the time to speak to me. And about my music learning about my music and everything and listening to my music i really appreciate
0: it thank you for being being you i mean i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for artists like yourself
1: oh thank you very much that means a lot
0: thank you everybody for listening i hope you all have a fantastic week and take care bye for now that was the Country Chats Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chats on all things country music.